Welcome to the HowsIt.ca podcast, where we share insightful stories and advice aimed at helping South Africans settle, explore, and succeed in Canada. Today we're talking about all things cover letters, the way, the what, and the how. Simeon, let's start at the beginning and welcome to, to our podcast today. Thank you for having me. The hype about cover letters all over social media and websites uh, that all of the potential immigrants are visiting, everyone is saying cover letter is key, you've got to have it. Can you tell us, in your opinion, what's the real purpose of a cover letter? Well, the cover letter is uh, an interesting uh, piece of document. It uh, it actually dates back to uh, the very first resume that was documented to be written and uh, believe it or not, that came from Leonardo da Vinci in the 1930s. And uh, mm-hmm. he was an engineer and back then and by trade, and he was applying for certain positions. And the very first documented uh, resume was from him. Uh, accompanying that later on, a little bit later, was uh, a letter called the cover letter. And uh, the cover letter, the intent of it was really around differentiating between different skill sets uh, within a given uh, a type of work. So... For instance, if you were an engineer that specialized in cogs and wheels, you would write about that so the employer would know that not only are you an engineer, but you know Leonardo da Vinci was specializing in a certain area type of field. And as uh, the Industrial Revolution came around, a lot more specialties uh, you know, within a specific area of work, um, there was a need to for the employer to understand the context behind uh, where people's uh, skill sets lie, so they knew where to apply that. So the purpose of a cover letter overall in the history of cover letters and, and even till today is really to provide context. It, it allows the employer to get to know you better as a person, but also get to know you better in the context of your work uh, history. So in cover letters, often what you'll find is a little bit of a, you know, half of a technical document, but also half of technically it's a bit of an autobiography of who you are. What a great story. I didn't even know that it went that far back. That, that's brilliant. Uh, yeah, quite interesting. That's right. Thank you for that. Yeah. And uh, what are recruiters trying to get from that, from that cover letter that you've got in there, just to get to know you and understand more about your speciality? Yeah, so if I quickly go back to the history of it, the cover letter originally was uh, also a discovery of the different kinds of skills that people had. So you know, if you can imagine in the past, it wasn't as sophisticated as, you know, you had engineers, lawyers, and doctors, and sort of, you know, everyone knew about the subspecialties. And that, that was the intent of that was sort of a discovery of, of skill sets. Today, uh, what most recruiters tend to look for uh, from a cover letter is they know what the general skill sets are of people. And they expect that you're, if you're applying for a job, that everyone has very similar skill sets. What they're looking for technically are kind of more stories. So in other words, if you say that you're good at, you know, fixing machines, they want an example of where you've done that well and kind of what the, what the situation was, the problem and what the solution was. And, um, you know, so the more descriptive you can be about the story, the more powerful it is as far as letting the recruiter know how you problem solve, how you think about situations, uh, how you deal with ambiguous situations. And they want to be able to know that, okay, well, they think about Simeon, they'll say, well, uh, here's an example in a paragraph of where he talked about fixing machines. And uh, a little bit more elaborated, here's the outcome of what happened of that. So 
you know, long story short is, you know, recruiters know what the skills are. So what they look for in cover letters now are more around stories. What is your personal story about using these skill sets and how successful have you been at them? Great. So it's this, the story that they're really looking to tell, whereas your resume would uh, detail the actual work. This would be the story. That's right. So if you think about the resume as sort of like, you know, at the beginning of a movie, when you go watch movies, there's previews. And the previews are intended to kind of, you know, whet your appetite around what's coming up and what this movie that is going to be about in the future. Um, it's got highlights, right? It's got sort of a 15, 20 second clip of a two hour movie. So a resume is intended to give that sort of a, the same effect, give you the highlights of what this movie is going to be about, what this person, Melanie or Simeon is about. The cover letter is more like the, the movie itself, right? So the way that I describe it is if you put in your resume that, you know, I'm an accountant, right? And I specialize in fraud accounting, right? That's a, a, that's a bullet point, right? In your cover letter, you want to talk about what that actually means. So what industry were you in for fraud accounting? Uh, what kind of clients have you helped to solve, to, uh, to serve? And so, yeah, I'm absolutely right. I mean, the highlights are the, cover, uh, the resume and the cover letter gives the context of the, the biggest story. Okay. So on, on that point of uh, an accountant, let's say, would uh, that cover letter look different depending on your role and industry? If you would say an accountant versus someone in a more technical or an IT industry? Yeah. You know, there are certain things that uh, are given that you must be able to do. So as an accountant, um, if you're applying for an accounting job, there's going to be stake, you know, sort of table stake things. So you must be able to do T-tables. You must be able to do reconciliations and all that. So if you just write that, that's not going to be very helpful to you. Uh, a good cover letter is going to contextualize implanting the skills within the industry that you're applying to or within a specific kind of uh, you know, level of work. So, for instance, if you're an entry uh, worker and you're doing a lot of reports and reporting and accounting analytics, well, then that's sort of you know commensurate to the, the stage in your career. You're sort of a young professional and you're going to put that in there in the life stage of what that specific skill needs. However, if you're an experienced worker and you're an accountant and you're in the mining industry, well, there's specific kind of guidelines, you know, uh, global guidelines around mining and how accounting works there. And so there needs to be not only something about reconciliation, but more specifically within mining, how have you done reconciliation accounting within mining within the confines of knowing what the global standards are, right? So it is industry specific. It is sort of life stage specific. Um, certainly if you're applying for a new role uh, and you're a recent graduate, the employer is not going to expect that you're going to have a, a lot of, you know, in-depth leadership experience in accounting decision-making. So, you know, you have to keep that in mind, your life stage, your industry, and, um, you know, we can talk a little bit more about the contents a little bit later, if you like. That'll be great. So uh, can you give us some tips on how to make your cover letter stand out? Yeah, that's a really important one because most people, when they think about cover letter, they're scrambling to get all the details that they want uh, to include down there. So what results is basically a whole essay, right, which is not what you want to have. Um, several things that I found are very helpful, especially in the Canadian context, are, you know, 
much as you would in, in resumes using power words. And what I mean by that is active verbs, you know, I, uh, I conducted or I led or these things as opposed to kind of more passive wording is your resume has to be, it's almost like an adventure novel, right? So you want to be able to use power words. You want to be able to say, yeah. clearly articulate, here's a situation that happened, you know, here's how I took control over the situation and here's the output and results of that. So if you can structure every single point that you're trying to make or a story that you're trying to make in those three areas, the situation, complication, outcome, then you're going to be able to you know, grab the reader's uh, attention because they're reading an adventure story. So let me give you an example. If one of the issues you had as, as an accountant was that there was, you know, too much paperwork that was involved or too many steps that were involved and that was leading to delays that were, you know, causing reporting, you know, uh, maybe stakeholder reporting or shareholder reporting. And that was because there were too many people or that you were using very old systems, right? So um, a really poor way to present that would be, well, you know, uh, issues that were involved with paperwork, too many processes. So, you know, uh, I drafted up what a process should look like on a piece of paper and, you know, the end results were, were better, right? But a powerful way of saying that would be, well, what's the specific situation? Situation is my company required an annual shareholder report out of accounting, you know, that included X, Y, and Z examples, right? The complication was, you know, we had old, old uh, IT legacy system that did not allow us to produce the number of reports that we needed on a timely manner, right? And then what you did to take hold of that was, well, I reassigned, you know, tasks to the appropriate people with the right tasks, uh, right skill set, and made sure that they were equipped with the right tools in a new system that allowed them to be able to more efficiently produce reports. And the outcome of that was the shareholders, you know, we, we saw a, a huge lift in our, uh, in the value of our stock because shareholders were confident in our ability to, to deliver. So, you know, on the one hand, you've got sort of a passive, you know, well, sort of a coffee talk kind of storytelling. But the other one is, is really more of a, you're making a statement, you know, kind of like a convocation speech, right? Here's the situation complication, what I did about it. And here's the outcome, very structured way of grabbing the reader's attention. So that's just one way. I think, you know, obviously one of the risks of that is you kind of become long-winded. Um, yeah. but, but I always say that it's always good to start broad and then chip away at, you know, what the key points are, uh, rather than start with sort of a very, uh, you know, short piece of paper with four or five bullet points that you want to put in your cover letter and try to build into that. That's harder to do. So if you think about a, a larger picture of your role in the context of the entire company and how important it was, then as you tell the story more and more sharply, you can kind of narrow it down and ends up being sort of maybe a five or six sentence paragraph. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we can talk about structure as well, about what coverlet looks like, but that would be a very powerful story that you could tell in that, in that way. So the takeaway from that uh, is the situation, the complication and the, the outcome of the, the story. And you would, you would typically tell it like you're saying in a story. Yeah, you, you would. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's an extension of your interview, right? So you think about it that way is if they ask you to elaborate on what do you mean by you had accounting skills and this capability within mining, uh, it is the situation, the complication, 
really the third one would be how you took control of it, you know, what you did about it and uh, what the outcome was. Yeah, these four things are very important to, uh, to grab a reader's attention. So would you typically highlight one or two of, of, of them per position or for the, for the role that you're looking um, at uh, putting this cover letter forward? Uh, yeah. The, some. So, so I go by sort of a five-paragraph rule, and not all paragraphs are like you know seven or eight lines. What I mean by that is it's a sandwich approach, much like you'd mm-hmm. write a resume, uh, sorry, an essay in, in, uh, in college or university. Uh, and this is the same globally, whether you're from South Africa or Canada. Um, this is just the way that people read stories and they want to have enough examples. So a sandwich structure is you start off with the first paragraph as an intro paragraph, right? Obviously, uh, your background, a little bit about, you know, why you're interested in the role, you know, where you found the role. Uh, you know, demonstrate your enthusiasm in that very short paragraph of intro. And then you want to get into the next three paragraphs are separate examples of, you can highlight three different skills, right? So for instance, if I was in a role that was uh, more of a managerial role, uh, but I wanted to highlight that I had leadership skills, I had uh, communication, and I had analytics, three different skills, but within the same kind of general role, then for each of the next three paragraphs, you would focus on one of those skills. So the first paragraph might be, here's an example of leadership uh, where I was able to lead a team from X to Y and here's the outcome of it, right? Uh, Short and sweet, but tell the story. Second paragraph would be about communications. Third would be about analytics. And so that's the next three. And those tend to be a little bit longer, but you kind of really want to bring home the point that I know what I'm talking about. I know what this role entails. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I know what this role entails, and here's the reason why I'm the best person for that role. You know, again, this is context now. This is storytelling. Uh, the fifth one is really just the sandwich, the bottom of the hamburger, right? It's kind of the ending, the, um, the, the power summary of saying, you know, so in conclusion, because of my leadership, communication, analytic skills, all of which I believe are needed for this role, this is why I believe I'm the strongest candidate for this position. It's kind of like the nice, you know, you know, punctuated kind of uh, approach to ending off a document. So, yeah, I, I follow a five paragraph, you know, the, the first and the five fifth are shorter and the, th- the, the middle three are a little more detailed. There's some real gold nuggets in what you've just said, some, some truths. I think for South Africans, uh, what we tend to do is we bullet point everything. Mm. So where your cover yes. letter needs to be a bit more explanatory, you need to follow, as you say, that hamburger approach. And there's, there's a lot of uh, what you go through with your clients when, when they sit in front of you or when they, they chat to you, uh, you know, to discuss their resume and how to go forward for those specific uh, position that you take them through each of that and say, let's have a look at how we can bring out the best and what to highlight. Because it's difficult to understand what do you highlight in that cover letter that you think might be important but from a Canadian context, uh, something else might be more important to highlight uh, mm-hmm. where your experience comes in to, to bring that forward for that petition, potential position that you're applying for. Yeah. And, and with some of, some of the South African clients that I've worked with so far, uh, you know, and, and international, many other places have sort of similar challenges. Um, the, in, in the scramble to try to figure out what's important, um, it's, it's very easy to start writing a lot of stuff uh that that you've done and and often there are things that you write down where 
it actually might be able to be summarized in two sentences. But because okay. you were so, uh, you know, detailed, especially in a lot of South Africans, they've worked in the same company for quite a number of years. And I, and I see that it's, it's, it's pretty clear to me that there's either a degree of uh, um, loyalty to the company or maybe there's a, just progress in the same company that uh, the South African client may have had an opportunity to kind of progress along and in, in sort of responsibility. But um, you can summarize a lot of that in quite shortly. And, and, and that actually makes it a lot more powerful. So a lot of what I do when I work with um, uh, South Africans is try to help them to pare down. So at the end of the day, how do you turn this really long uh, uh, movie now, four hour, five hour movie into maybe in half an hour, you know, highlight reel. So it's kind of like reverse engineering it. Now you've got too much stuff and you want to be able to like summarize this now into a nice sort of condensed format um, where you only highlight the key points. And the reality is if you've ever tried to read any essay, um, you know, written by your children or, you know, whomever it is, you don't pay attention more than just the, yeah. the first paragraph, right? So you want to be able to capture that. Just, you know, think about it's a bit of a wave lull, right? So just you want to, you want to begin your cover letter with a bit of a, a roller coaster going up. And just as you catch them and they start waning and they're, you know, oh, okay, I know what you've done now, Mel, you're good at this. And just when they're about to go back down, you start them with a new story that's powerful, that's short and concise, that gets them back up again, the roller coaster. So you kind of have to think about the psychology about how people read documents. So with South Africans, there's so much experience that's there because of so many years. And, and because the clients tend to be a little bit more senior in their roles, um, it's really about kind of uh, identifying what are the roller coaster peaks. It's just, it's just like, you know, very clearly call that out. And, and a lot of times it's condensing that down. Absolutely, getting them to to be interested in your resume because uh, in Canada you are up against everybody, uh, you know. Yes. So you need to highlight that, and that's going to make the difference between having your resume read and uh, getting to the top of the pile uh, amongst all the automated processes that's in there. Mm-hmm. So you've got to you have to shorten it, but you have to pique that interest absolutely. So yeah, that's a great point, Mel. And, and just a quick um, an aside on, on that, the automated point that you just made, and that's a very, very key point. Um, there's something obviously that most people know, it's an applicant tracking system. So there's a number of software that are out there quite powerful. And they, you know, on the recruiter side, I enter the, the words that I want to see, I want to have flagged in the cover letter. Uh, and, and for those who don't have those flags, then they tend to kind of get dismissed and they don't get into the yes pile for an interview. Um, those are important. Those are important to have. The keywords are very important. So if you're applying for a technical role um, and it requires quite a lot of programming, you want to have your certifications in there. You want to be able to talk a little bit about, you know, not overboard 15 certifications, but the top three or four. And you want to talk about programming, you know, mentioning that over and over again, different kinds of programming, uh, whether it's you know software as a service, whether it's cloud computing, anything like that related to the role, you want to make sure you mention the cover letter for an ATS. The system is more important. the The applicant tracking system actually uses that context more than it does so for the resume. So, oh, right. yeah. So if you imagine, if I were a recruiter, I'm putting in two documents into the ATS system. Uh, a resume and a cover letter, the applicant tracking system will more likely read the cover letter 
uh, more closely because it's in the context of a, of a, of a paragraph, right? So, um, and there are also, you know, what they call sort of smart ATSs now. So not only do they read the keywords, they read the context around the keyword. So you can't, you know, just populate your, your, your resume or cover letter with, you know, programming, programming, programming. It's got to be in the context of something. So that's kind of emerging too, which is a very interesting and kind of a bit of a scary tool, but it's something that you can certainly get around if you know how to tell the context. So um, keywords, absolutely. So um, we can talk about how to identify keywords another day, but keep in mind that uh, as you write a cover letter, that whatever it is that you're trying to sell, if you're a salesperson, you're trying to sell a vacuum cleaner, you have to mention that you sell vacuum cleaners. So that's, that's very important. Great. So I'm going to, in, the, in our next podcast, we will be chatting about uh, the, the smaller details around what it needs to look like. And uh, for, for the listeners, they need to just uh, check in with us regularly um, as we go through mm-hmm. this process. Uh, and I want to end off by asking you, Simeon, if there was one piece of advice that you'd give away for free, what would that be? Yeah, I would say, um, not just for the cover letter, but certainly a, a large portion of thinking about as you're writing a letter to someone, it is a letter, right? The intention of Da Vinci at the very beginning of when letters were written, accompanying resume was it's a, it's a one-to-one thing. If the, the psychology of recruitment is really one of, of people. Uh, at the end of the day, after all the systems are in place, uh, when I receive your resume and I receive your cover letter, I'm, I'm reading a letter. So Mel, if you apply to a job with my company, I want to read a, a personalized letter that is obviously professional, but something that would be very customized to, oh, okay, it's making my heart sing. When I read about Mel and your experience, it's actually very much resonating with, you know, um, not just the role itself, but also the company culture. So the mindset of using it as a letter itself is already a beginning, a really good tool to have because it frames how you're going to write the actual physical sentences in your letter. Even though you may not, you know, intentionally use a, a specific line or sentence, but the mindset, if you're writing to a friend, for example, is going to is going to put some color and tone as to how you describe, you know, and it brings some humanity to it. So I, I talk a lot about, you know, uh, cover letter and resume and, and resumes becoming very. Uh, clinical, right? And that's a, that's a danger and, and the need for passion that's behind these documents. So, you know, I, I know this is not as tactical as some people might want to hear it, but just keep in mind a letter is a letter and uh, it's yeah. not a report card. They're not grading you based on, you know, whether you've checked off all these things. Um, there are things that are important, but at the same time, there's a psychology behind that. So um, tell your story make sure that you're clear and articulate and, uh, and be human about it. You know, make sure that you know that it's intended for an audience that's reading and they're, and they're, and they're really rooting for you. There's a reason why they're reading your cover letter now. They really want you to succeed. Um, so, you know, they're not this, uh, you know, kind of uh, mad scientist kind of standing in their background mm-hmm. and looking to laugh at you. Right. So that's what I would say okay. for now. We can save uh, more details for later. That, that will be a good conversation to have. Absolutely. Well, that's all for today's episode of the Hazard.ca podcast. Thank you for listening and thank you to Simeon for joining me today, sharing professional and practical tips on cover letters. 
this episode of the HowsIt.ca podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more casual conversations, success stories, and advice to South Africans in Canada.
there with you and if um yeah this is fine this is fine i'm just i i i have a microphone special microphone plugged into my computer okay uh, but if this is clear to you then let's go for that yeah uh, it might be clearer on the microphone if you want to try that quickly we've got a few minutes um if that's going to be cool if you want to wait i did send you the invite link as well on your email no it's not showing up it's not showing I up uh yeah uh, i yeah, because I'll invite and now send it again to simeon.wong.gmail.com. Yeah, and normally it comes through as a as a normal meeting invite. I don't see that. Yeah, so it nope. was meeting invite and now, and now I've sent you the email link as well. Just, just a, the actual link. Oh, here it is. Email. I got it here. Got I got it. it here. Okay. Yeah. All right, let me try to... Okay, let me try to do this. Hold on. Don't get off the phone yet. Let me try to see this. <clears throat> How are you how's doing? It going with, how's it going with the kids? Are you? I was just, asking, I was just about to ask you. Um, good. So we had a really late morning today because uh, the weekend was pretty crazy. Okay. My daughter had a ballet tournament, so it basically kind of threw everything off. Oh, here we go. Hold on. I'm launching it right now. Ah, good. Okay. I'm going to turn off my phone. Uh, okay. I'll call you back on my computer. All right. Thanks. Okay. Thanks. Hey, bye. can see you on the connection, Samyan, you there? Your sound is off. Hello? So, tips so so this is a q a right you're going to do sort of yeah. like a readout of the questions that i've written and i'll and i'll sort of chime in with uh some thoughts and ideas and 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 all absolutely. Of that right okay. absolutely so i'm going to just kind of intro it and uh <clears throat> say who i am and then i'm going to go who you are that little piece that you gave me yep. um and if <clears throat> i stumble over my words i'm just going to restart because then i'll just cut it out in uh uh, in, in garage band or whatever and then um, I'll start with the questions uh, and uh, you've, you you've, done a of, you've done a couple of these already right you were saying uh, that no I've done one I've done the one last week with uh, Van and Diane yes so, so that was my first one that we did and I did a lot of ums and ahs and stumbled over my <laughs> over my words that's okay. But, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's a great learning curve because uh, it's part of what I want to do in designs as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is starting up a series. So for me, it's a great learning curve and I'm enjoying it. I'm mm -hmm. not, I don't think I've got the best voice for radio but, or for podcasting, but it's okay. It's, it's, it's a great blast. And you know, you know, we, we never have the best voice for everything. We, we never think we'll, we will. So I've just, yeah. I've learned long ago just to, just to go with it, take it as take it as it is, and if you don't like it, then do not. But yeah. you know, you know the ums and ahs. If they're not, if they're not too many, they 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 bring about some authenticity to what you're saying. So, oh um, yeah, that's I didn't think of that. Right? If you so. yeah, a lot of my videos are. I I started off by, I started my videos off like a year ago. My first five or ten videos were all like immensely intensely edited, and you have to do it over and over again. But then I thought, you know what? Forget this. And just people want to hear you talk, and they they care more about your content than they do about your voice. But 
if it that's gets really true. if it gets really like you know bad then that's different but the what they teach you in ted talk is um obviously the 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 uh, techniques like inflection and making sure that you're not monotone all that stuff but it's it's really more about stringing together ideas like telling a story and that's yeah. what is uh important for people so if people want something prescriptive they can just go online and read it right but if they want yeah. to get context they want to get examples they want to get then these are great ways great. of doing that yeah yeah cool that's, well so that's great so um Sorry, Simon. Just so last is I'm going to ask the questions and we'll see. And if I need to cut them in, I'll cut them into two separate kind of things, depending sure. on how long we speak. And then the last question that I want to end off normally, what I've decided with the podcast, and that will go whether it's a 20-minute chat with you or an hour chat. Because So what I do is I've got two separate kind of streams. The one mm -hmm. stream is success stories and telling people's stories, South Africans that kind of moved over and what they've done and how they do it. Okay, Because that seems to be what people want to hear is, what are other people doing? How are they living their life? Right. What are they struggling with? So those are typically tend to be the long ones. Mm -hmm. And then the shorter ones are the ones that I'm doing with you right now, short and sweet. And that will create a lot of traffic, you know, so that that's why it's, you know, kind of like um, it's, it's more tips and tricks and how to. Right. But with all of them, what I do, I kind of end off with asking, um, the same thing. If there was one piece of advice that you would give away for free, what would that be? So if you just want to maybe that, that you don't get caught off guard with that one, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, that would be, and you can relate it back to, um, I just want to switch off my email. Otherwise that'll sound will come, keep on coming in. Um, uh, that every time I'm going to chat to you, it will be the same question that I'll end off with. What is that piece of advice? So, but that relates back to the resumes or kind of relates back to the same thing of practicing, practicing, and you kind of repeat that over. That's cool with me. Mm -hmm. um, if that's your kind of slogan that you're going to go with, but if you want to bring it in. And then the other thing I thought of is uh, maybe chatting to, if you've got a success story to put in here, um, you know, with this specific one, too, mm -hmm. you know, could, that could be at, at one time as well. You can, you can kind of weave that in as well. Um, I'd like to bring in, if I can, a success story every now and then, or mm -hmm. if I can with everyone, I would like to do that. And if it's a South African success story mm -hmm. or not even a success story, but just a story saying I've recently, you know, the last week I've done a resume from South Africa and I pick up that this is the problem that you guys are struggling with a lot, or you say this a lot, or, you mm. know, so that's, it's South African related. Um, that would be great uh, for us because for how's it we deal specifically with South Africa, um, right. but that's yeah. up to you. That if you don't, I mean, you can you can always make it whatever. And, um, but if you do have some story to weave in, that would be fantastic to kind of get mm -hmm. people to have real life examples of what's happening right now. Um, and as we go along, you know, I, I don't know how this uh, virus thing. You know, how do we bring it in if we have to bring it in? I don't want to actually, but um, because yeah. I want the content yeah. to be a bit more evergreen. But if we do bring it in in terms of saying yeah, how you change, what you do, uh, that that would be cool. Yeah, so, I think we we should probably leave it out because we might use this later on for another mm -hmm. reason, right? Like uh, exactly. So when, I want to steer clear. Yeah. I want to steer clear for it. But what I do maybe want to touch on if if we do get the kind of going, okay, well if times change and you need to change the way that you, you know, in certain cases where there's stuff happening, how do you deal with that with your cover letter? Do you say things or mm -hmm. not? Mm -hmm. And do you kind of, I'm, 
not that we'll do it today, but if we had to, I would have gone saying, okay, cool. From a health perspective, do you need to mention something like that when you, in your when your cover letter or not? Which is not relevant now. I know it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just mm-hmm. trying to kind of relate it back if if it does come to that. Right. But that's that's cool. So okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna just start the podcast. Are you cool with that, or do you have anything? No, nope, that's fine. You- yeah. So let's let's uh, let's stay. We'll stay focused today on the cover letter, and yeah. uh, maybe maybe even a little bit of resume, but. Um, the cover letter itself, it, there's a lot of stuff we could talk about um, and, and we'll just kind of free flow it. You know, these questions are kind of, you know, intended to kind of guide us, right? So we cover some, some spectrum of things. Um, but uh, as I was saying before, the reason why you might want to separate it, and we don't have to if it's not long enough, but it's, yeah. it's really around uh, the bigger picture of why cover letters, uh, you know, not not so much the history but what is the purpose for that it's it's not just another piece of paper but uh um okay anyway so enough said let me uh i I agree with that let's yeah let's see if if we can i'd like to split it because it just gives me more content to work with but Mm -hmm. if it's not long enough but i think we should be good let's so let's kind of go i'm just going to start with that yeah okay hi my name is milani and welcome to the hazard.ca podcast today on our show i'm joined by simeon from elevate.strategy our resident resume specialist at Hauser.ca. Welcome to the podcast series, Simeon. Simeon is, I'm going to start that again. Uh, Simeon Simeon is a professional career coach with nearly two decades of global corporate experience. He works with clients on resume writing, LinkedIn writing, interview preparation, and career growth. He's well sought after speaker on various aspects of career development and leadership, and was recently invited to speak at TEDx event in Ottawa on allowing failure to ignite your passion career. So, uh,
estar
Thanks, Simeon. It's been great. What a great podcast. I think that's you. You've given some amazing tips there. I love the, the Da Vinci. It, that was great. Um, it's very yeah, it's interesting. It, it I, is very, I love that. It is yeah. very interesting. Yeah. That's very it's, cool. It's, uh, you know, you, you, you can't, it has to have had a history somewhere, right? Like who, yeah. who wrote the first thing to someone saying, I, I'm qualified for this. And believe it or not, it's Da Vinci. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's, if you look online, there's actually a picture of what they think is the original manuscript. Um, and you can see that he's very formal kind of language saying, you know, uh, here's my qualifications and, and all that. So, oh, that's cool. I'm actually going to take that up and, and just kind of just yeah, to do some reposting yeah. on that. That that's really super cool. I, I I love that. That that's really great. So we we managed to do a full podcast just on that. I think Good. which is fantastic. Um, do you want to? Shall we book another time for the second one, or do you want to kind of hit it now and then we just kind of finish that one off when we've got two to go to? Or I, you know, I don't want to. I know I'm very aware of your time. So uh, it's no, up what, to you to be we can we can do the second one right now. Okay, let's let's yeah. do that, and then we'll do, do that. Be, uh, yeah. So what I'm going to do is kind of intro again, and then go back to saying last time we spoke about the uh, cover letter and uh, you know uh, what it looks like. Uh, no, a bit more be around um, the, the the content. Yeah, the, the content. content so. Yeah. Now we we did okay. touch a little bit uh, on that the. I was thinking, you know, do we have enough new value adds? Uh, with because it's it's good to have a cover letter in front of you to give an mm -hmm. example to uh, to the listener because then you can compare and contrast like a good and a bad one on 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 the same basis of. Uh, so maybe it's a good mm -hmm. idea to schedule a second time because I can think about you know uh, what are some of the do's and don'ts. Well, you just mentioned, for example. Um, you know, should we talk about kind of some of our family situations, you know, mm. uh, maybe relocation considerations. Those are not, this is not the forum for that. That's all for interviews. So, yeah. Um, Do you want to maybe get that together? And then I'll be available throughout today or, you know, in this week. And then we just shoot another one and get it ready so that we can do the one straight after the other one. Yeah, I think um, so. You know, I think so. kind of like uh, to, to just.